einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Hello Mariana and welcome to my podcast. Hi Jorge, I am so glad that you invited me. Thank you so much. You know, I well, I think I told you right before we started the recording that I lived in Texas and in this time period I met a lot of Mexican people. So Yeah. I have a very strong connection to Mexicans, to Mexico, to the food, to the culture. I love your country. So I'm very excited that you're here to share with us a little bit about this beautiful beautiful country. Thank you so much. Thank you for loving Mexico that much. It's so great to hear that that people that they are not from Mexico, uh they love Mexico. For me it's just like makes my heart full. That's awesome. Can you tell us where you grew up in Mexico? What part of Mexico are you from and what makes this region special for you? Well, uh I am from Veracruz. The state is Veracruz and my hometown it's called Banderilla. It's a small town near the capital city of the Veracruz that it's called Jalapa. And I grew in between Banderilla and Jalapa because they are so near. They are like maybe 10 minutes away from each other. And I love that region so much because it's so full with nature. Everywhere you can see it's green. Everywhere. Like when you turn, everything it's green. It's full of water. People, it's great. But it's awesome. And... I think that the best part of Jalapa is that all people or most people are involved with art, with theater, painting, whatever, but art is the main character in Jalapa. You know, there there are lots of musicians over there and the university is over there so everyone that is related with art goes to Jalapa. That's really interesting. I've I've never heard about that. Yeah, it's called uh, the Athens in in Spanish. It's called Latenas Veracruzana. It's like the Athens from Veracruz. I don't know how to translate that, but it's just called because of the how rich it's in culture. That's really cool. And with regards to how green it is, I see it here now that I live in Germany. In the winter, when everything gets so gray and dark, it's really difficult. And then when spring comes, and then you see the flowers come out and the trees start to turn green it changes my mood drastically yes so definitely and in january i flew to costa rica and i'm like whoa like just my energy level like my mindset i just became more positive just because i'm in a warm place with lots of trees and it's i don't know why you came here that's the point <laughs> <laughs> i know i know well I sometimes I am asking myself the same, but I also flew to Mexico in December and I stayed there for two months. So I skipped all the winter, the German winter. I just skipped it and went to Mexico because for me it was going to be like so awful just being gray and snow and the clouds and the, uh, no. Mm, so it's I decided to go. That's the right decision. That's the right yes. decision. That's my plan as well. Oh, this winter, I think that I'm, go I'm going to stay here in Germany, but uh, I am trying to prepare myself yeah, for that winter. Yeah, I think you yeah. need you need to be mentally prepared. It's going to be difficult. Yes. We just have to survive it. 
but I couldn't yes. manage it. So I found a plane ticket and two weeks later, boom, I was in Costa Rica. Oh, And I will so do the same this year. Uh, oh. At the beginning of December, I will fly down as well and spend two months if I can. Wow. Um, you're the luckiest. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so congratulations. Oh man. I, no. I love Germany and it's a great place to live. I know the Germans are the ones who listen to the podcast. So I want to make it clear. I love this country very much. But winters awesome. are not yeah. fun. <laughs> no, winters are definitely the worst. And mm -hmm. I, I love living in Germany too. I, I discovered myself that I really love Germany. I was so afraid to come here. And I remember that when I was thinking about to, to migrate to another country and to move to Europe, I was just like, okay, I will move to, I don't know, maybe Italy, France, Spain, whatever. But please, please don't let me immigrate to Germany. I won't be like so happy as much as on, on other countries. But I discovered that I am really, really happy here. And I really, really love living here and making new friends here and getting to know the culture here. It's like, it's like the best surprise ever for me, Germany. I'm going to tell you, it's just my own personal opinion, though. I don't think you live in Germany. Berlin is Berlin. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I, yes, I have to say that. Yeah, Berlin is not Germany. And yes, yeah, it's true. It's true. It, it, Berlin is just like a spot, like some so different from every everywhere else. Like you will never find a place like Berlin. It's but, special, yeah. Yeah, it's really special. But I think that I now... Now that I am getting to know the German culture, I think that I will manage maybe in a different part of Germany. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's too soon to say that. But I love it. It's, I, I want to be clear. I love living here in Berlin. It's yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think it's probably a good gateway into Germany. At least you get a little bit of the German characteristics and qualities without getting all of it. Right, so it's a it's yes, a good place exactly. to land. It's the best place. Like I think that for our first time, <laughs> it's I think that it's the best because here are so many expats from all ar around the world that it's it's great. You don't feel alone. Yeah, no, I think that's a really. I, I love visiting Berlin. It's a really fun city to visit. It has a nice yeah. energy, very artistic, a lot of strange yeah. people. <laughs> which is yes. always fun. Yes. Right. When you think about kind of making a bit of a comparison between Mexicans and Germans, would you say that there are some differences in oh, the way? Yeah. Like, yeah. What are some of the differences that you've noticed between Mexican people and some of the people that you've met here? Well, I think that maybe Mexican people and I, not only Mexicans, I think that all Latin American people, we are like so warm. And we are like, so, I don't know, we are just happy. I don't know how. You are walking maybe in the street and you see all people like so serious, like so grumpy. And I am always smiling and I am always like just having the best time. And sometimes people look at me like weird, like, why are you smiling? Mm, this is not normal. And sometimes they smile me back. But, well, it, I think that it's the one of the main differences we have like between Germans and Mexicans. Also, I think that we Mexicans, we are like so, 
I don't know how, I don't know the word, but I will try to describe it. It's like we say, my home is your home. And you are inviting everyone to your house and you are making feel them comfortable at your home. And you feel them feel, and you make me, you make them feel like they are in family, you know, like the family. I think that there's the main difference. I would agree with that one. I, like I have that, the Latin background. My parents are from Central America. So here in Germany, I meet somebody the first time and I'm like, come to my house. You can stay with me. I will cook for you. And I think sometimes Germans are like, well, this guy is strange. I don't know him. Why is he inviting me to his house? So I have to catch myself and say, oh no, George, you can't just be like so open because people are going to think you're crazy. But I don't want to change that. I don't want to change this, this kind of way of being generous and, and wanting to host people and cook for people. It's a beautiful thing that I learned from my parents. So I don't want to lose exactly. it. Exactly. Like, for example, yesterday I met one friend. She's from Berlin. And we've been friends like almost for a year. Um, and we've been doing these play dates because of our sons, of our kids. They are playing together. And we we know, and we are always talking and sharing moments and stuff. And yesterday it was the first day that she hugged me when she saw me, and I was I was like, "Wow, yeah, this it's a is big so step, huge." Yes, this is a quite big step. She hugged me and kissed me like, "Hello, how are you?" I was just like, "Wow, this is just like a huge step in our friendship." No, definitely, I, I get the same feeling because I love hugging people. But I can't yeah. here <laughs> in yes. Germany. I can't hug yes. people. And it makes me sad. Yes, yes me too. <laughs> uh, even for my wife, because she is German. At the beginning of our oh. relationship, sometimes it was difficult for her to kind of receive the, the hugs. And, um, but over time, she got used to it. Latinos, we like hugging and kissing everyone. <laughs> so. For sure. For sure. It's the best, it's the best part of, of knowing someone. Like you can hug them and you can feel like a little bit of warmth. Yeah. Oh man, Corona was so terrible for that. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> hug anyone. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Uh, and it was the same because I talked to my dad one day in the middle of the pandemic. I'm like, hey, Pops, how are you? He's like, oh, I'm sad because I can't hug anyone. <laughs> and I'm like, me too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. And well, in the pandemics, I was still back in Mexico at the first. And I was just hugging my family just the same because it, it, was, it was not possible for us. It was just like, I prefer to hug you than anything else in this world. Yeah. Oh, I have a very sad story though. I went home, I went back to Canada in 2020 in the summer. So this is still mm -hmm. the, the middle of the pandemic and Canada had very, very strict rules that if I flew to Canada, I had to quarantine for two weeks. I wasn't allowed to have contact with people. But my mom came and picked me up at the airport. And the rule was she could take me to, to the place where I was going to stay, but we weren't allowed to have much contact. And she wanted to hug me and I didn't know what to do. I hadn't seen my mom in at that point, I think in like two years. And I didn't know if I could hug my mom because if I gave her Corona and then she went to a hospital and at that time we didn't have enough knowledge of what was happening. It was such a depressing thing when I told my mom, I can't hug you. I didn't hug oh. her. Oh man. Horrible, That's horrible. so sad. Very yes, sad. I can imagine. Yes, I, they, I can imagine. Like your mother. 
and this because yes, of this pandemic, I couldn't hug my mom. Oh, so uh, I yeah. hope the winter <laughs> that we can still hug people in the winter. We'll see. Well, I remember my mother. I was just telling her the same. Like I can hug you, and she was like, oh, "Come on, hug me." <laughs> she yeah, would, like, exactly. Care about anything, and she just hugged me and grabbed me, and I was like, "Okay, if something happened, it's on you." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. don't blame me don't blame exactly. me exactly it's your fault i told you yes yes and we enjoyed that hug absolutely oh no i think like the first hug i got from somebody it was probably in 2021 after a wow. year and i just wow, like wow just this long. is special like someone is hugging me yes i needed it feels this. weird sometimes oh man yes yeah so we'll see but yeah, that's the culture we come from. We love to hug people and kiss people and invite them and eat together. What are some special holidays that you miss from Mexico? Well, I think that the the top one is the Dia de los Muertos, like the um the death, the day of the dead. I don't know how to translate that because it's always called Dia de los Muertos. If uh people that it's hearing, if you are um if you have watched Coco from Pixar, Disney. You know what I'm talking about. It's this holiday that we celebrate the death and we celebrate and we remember our dead ones and our loved ones. And we make this special um, altar. Then it's full of food and flowers and photos and stuff that our dead one uh, loved in the when they were living. So I think that that's the most uh, special tradition in Mexico and it's the one that I miss the most. That's a very interesting one because a lot of times we want to just look into the future and we think that, oh, we can always make things better, but we forget where we came from. Yes. Like when I think about my own yes. life, my parents were immigrants to Canada. I have a great grandfather who came from China. Everyone who came before me immigrated at some point. And if it wasn't oh. for their decisions to say, hey, you know what, where I live today, there's no work or there aren't opportunities for me. I need to go somewhere else. Like I wouldn't be here today. So like I have to like honor them, honor the people who came before me and say, hey, thank you for being brave. Because of your bravery, I'm here today and I can also take risks and I can also go across the world to Germany and try to make a life for myself as well. So I think that's a really beautiful tradition to honor the people who came before us. Yes. How is it that you understand that holiday? Well, for me, death, well, I've, I've seen it like uh, recently. I have a familiar that just passed and it was quite difficult. And my familiar, he was not from my culture. He was uh, from another one. Uh, it's my politic family. I don't know how to say it. And he passed and I, I was in that funeral. And I saw how people see the death and they see it like super, super sad. And I know it's super sad. I know it because I, I can really, I, I, I feel it in the same way. But my way to be sad, it's different in Mexico sometimes and in some places it's different. Maybe at a funeral you can hear music, uh, music from the, that the, the dead one uh, loved. And also there's tons of food. It's, it's like a tradition that family make tons and tons of food just for the people that goes to the funeral. And you are eating and eating the whole time and drinking maybe coffee. 
sometimes maybe you can find alcohol, but it's weird. But it's different the way that we see the death. And for me, it was like a shock just to see how it was in another culture. And I really missed how Mexicans we see the death because maybe if that person that died the last week um, have died in the Mexican culture, maybe the things will be different. You know, maybe the funeral w would be different and will be a little bit happier. I yeah, that's know. interesting. Instead yes. of just like this sorrow and, oh, wow, we've lost someone exactly. to, to see it as a celebration of their life, to honor them. It's like you can grieve. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. grieve differently, of course, you know? Of course, yeah. Um, and we, we Mexicans, we do that. And I think that I'm trying now to grieve differently. I am trying to grieve like, in a happy way because mm -hmm. you can do it and i think it's important to see how that it's natural how that it's something that will happen to all of us and for me it's like just like to go to another place not mm -hmm. necessarily heaven it's just like go to another place it's just like you're like in a transition i don't know and for me is that and I will be so I I would be so happy if people see it that way too. Yeah, I know what it's you mean. Less painful. Yeah. It's less painful. Yeah, there's a lot of us who are afraid of death, right? We see it as something. Oh wow, I don't yes. want to die, and you're afraid. I'm afraid and, too, for sure. Yeah, of course. Yes. But it affects the way we live. The fear of death affects yes. how we live. We don't actually live because we make all of our decisions based on fear. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I don't know if that actually leads to a fulfilling life when we're constantly in fear. Exactly. You are not able to live your life as, as happier as you could. Mm -hmm. Right. But to say, okay, you know what? My days on this planet are limited, but I will use them for good, to love, to explore, to learn. Because if we were to live forever, yes. I don't think we would really appreciate each oh, day. Oh, no. For... Right? No, not at mm -hmm. all. We will be like, eh, it's okay. Tomorrow, we tomorrow. have like tomorrow mm -hmm. and tomorrow and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Even though we are like mortals, we like the, most of the time we're saying tomorrow, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And we don't notice that anyone has this life for granted, you know? Like mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. we take life just like, ah, yeah. we are going to live like forever. Yeah, forever but we're not. And yes, right. but we're not. And to remember that is is helpful. To say, okay, this yes. day matters. Today yes, is an important day. So today I can tell my yes. parents I love them. I can tell my wife I love them. Because who knows how many yes. more of these days I have. Exactly. And then one day when they are gone, you can also adopt this tradition, this Mexican tradition, and remember them. Remember and honor them. And learn yes. from their life and what they left yes. behind and say, wow, that was and a beautiful thing. And remember them happy, mm -hmm. you know, because you can remember someone sadly, but you can also remember someone just with happiness. And that's the whole point of the Day of the Mortal. Let's talk about food. Everyone thinks they, oh, they, they know Mexican food, right? It's world famous. But what are some things that, or some dishes that people are not so familiar with that you can't really find in these Mexican restaurants in Germany? 
street food. Street food. You will find in here in Germany, thankfully, we are lots of Mexicans. Like, we have like this huge community and we are always bringing food so you can find almost everything. Almost. But the street food, you cannot find it. You have to make your own and some ingredients, they are like so di so difficult to find here. Like, for example, I think like one dish, it's called cacala. <laughs> I think that, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like um, like a piece of, I don't know, it's really, it's really hard to explain it, but I don't know how we'll translate the, the word chicharron. Chicharron, um, it's like... Um, uh, it's like a type of bacon, isn't it? Yeah, but this is not of bacon. This is from uh, wheat. With, uh, I don't know. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hmm. So well, it's I'll have to look like, for a picture and post it. And then people yes, will see the picture. It's, yes, it's, it's really specific. It's called cacala. And then you put a little bit of mayonnaise on it. You can put everything in it. But you can put a little bit of mayonnaise, a little uh, bit of chicken, a little bit of uh, pico de gallo, that it's like uh, this um, salad that we have, that it's tomato coriander and lemon and onion and chili obviously and you can put it on it and you can put cheese you can put everything on it so the, those specific dishes that are from street it's so so difficult to find it here oh you're making me hungry <laughs> and they are the best ones yeah oh, they I'm are the best now. ones yeah mexican yes. food is something else it is something else yeah i have to admit i was not very good with spicy food like it was difficult for me to mm. eat spicy until i moved to texas and then i'm like i had no choice i had to i had to yes. eat spicy yeah <laughs> yeah and they are not eating that spicy as well. that's true you guys take it to another level because i remember yeah. i had little mexican friends in canada who would go to mexico in the summers and they would come back with little bombones but with chile there is also oh, hot yes. peppers on the candy. I'm like, this is crazy. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's on so the normal. Sweets, even on the sweets, yes. they put hot peppers. <laughs> Look, like here is like a Latino store and I am friends with the owner. And sometimes I go with my kid and they have all these Mexican sweets with chili that it's so normal and so usual for us to have chili since we are little babies it's just normal and well yeah it's normal and my girl she's like growing up here in berlin yeah and i'm trying like to make her as much as mexican as i can so when i go to the store i buy her like these candies these mexican candies and i have all, always at home mexican candies with chili and, and does I she like it or does she cry she likes it. Oh, she yeah. likes wow. cheese too now. <laughs> At first she was like, oh, mom, I don't like it. But then she she's really loving them. And I have always at home for her. And always she's, drink, she's always drinking water when she's eating them, obviously, because they are spicy and she's just little. But it's part of the preparation of being a Mexican. Oh, absolutely. And she has to. Absolutely. Yeah, she has to. This yeah. is like a rule. Absolutely. She has to eat that. That's just too funny to me. I rem remember being a kid and eating the... I'm like, what? This is candy. <laughs> it, it's oh, painful. No, no, no. 
No, it's not. It's just the best. I'm also, I'm also teaching my daughter to eat uh, fruit with chili. Because oh, it's true. Even mangoes and everything. Oh, mango is the best. Mango, yeah. mango and chili is the best. Oh, I know. I've, eat, I've, I've tried. I'm like, man, there's nothing you won't put chili on. Even ice cream. Yes. <laughs> everything. Also, yeah. I, we have like some um, popsicles, like ice popsicles that they are made from mango. And they are like homemade. This is this is something that you can't buy any like anywhere. It's homemade. So you make your popsicle from mango, natural, and you and put, you put some chili, and you put lemon, and you put like, but not some. It's like a huge <laughs> amount of chili. It's like you you dip your popsicle in this sauce yeah, exactly. of chili, yeah, and absolutely. it's delicious. Oh man, delicious. special people! You guys are very special. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, with food, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Are there some special Mexicans that you would like to highlight? People, I'll give you an example. Whenever people see me, they see my face. I have white skin. I have like gray eyes. I was born with blonde hair. No one believes me that I'm Latino. But then I always remind them, do you know who the most famous Mexican is? His name is Canelo Alvarez and he's a redhead. So if he can be Mexican, <laughs> I can also be Latino. So what are you guys talking about? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Canelo Alvarez, he's ginger. He's a I redhead. He's, yeah, he's the most yeah, famous and... Mexican in the world right now. So I can also yes. be Latino. Leave me alone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everyone, everyone can be a Latino. My husband, he's from Portugal and he's Latino. Mm -hmm. He is Latino. He mm -hmm. is. But Absolutely. Mexican, I think that maybe Guillermo del Toro, mm -hmm. I think is one of a great Mexi Mexican. He has made uh, tons of movies. Uh, Shape of Water, he was the director of Shape of Water, and I think that he won an Oscar. And he's great. He's always trying to help uh, people in Mexico and always trying to improve education back there in Mexico. So I think that he's one of the... Um, best Mexicans like just to know you know like to, to people get to know him because he's he's really great I don't want to say the the famous ones like Salma Hayek and stuff exactly. because everyone, everyone knows, knows that mm -hmm. yes but I think that Guillermo del Toro is one of the of the best ones mm -hmm. for sure are there people that you look up to personally like that you say wow like what this person this Mexican has been able to accomplish I, it's just well, something I that was you just, can kind of look up to. I was just listening just today a podcast and they invited a, a female artist, which I have the honor to interview her. And she's Mexican. She's called Mariana Bo. And she is a DJ and she was just in Tomorrowland. And she have went to Tomorrowland like several times. And she's a great musician. And she's great. I, I remember that then she's... She takes her job like super serious, even though it's, you know, DJ and party and stuff. She's really, really um, serious with that and makes great music. And she has been in Tomorrowland like too many times. She's also great. Cool, cool. Oh, I wanted, I want to end this on a positive note. And I know a lot of times when people think about Mexico, they connect it with narcos and cartels. and I, it is a reality, right? It's not like we can ignore that this happened. But is there a way to kind of think about that situation and say, hey, you know what? Mexico is more than 
narcos exactly. more than drugs. What would you say to to Germans who have like this picture of Mexico, this very negative picture of Mexico? We can't lie to you about uh, how things are in Mexico. Yes, things are happening. But I think that it's important to you to know that we are more the good ones, you know, the good ones, we are more people. And even though there are bad guys and bad things happening, Mexico is a great country that it's even greater than anything else that it's happening over there. Mexican people and the Mexican culture and the Mexican family and everything that involves Mexico, it's greater than anything, anything bad that it's happening over there. So. Yeah, things are happening, but you can go and enjoy the beauty of Mexico. No, that's really nice. Thank you so much, Mariana. Where can we find you? If we want to connect with you on social media, I think you also have a YouTube channel. Can you tell us a little bit about where we can find you online? Yes, I was trying. Well, I am trying to to make this YouTube channel and you can find me as Mariana Vesa with UV. And then you can find me over there in YouTube. Also, uh, in Instagram, it's just the same, Mariana Vesa, at Mariana Vesa with a V. And I am, I am there. You can connect with me there. And I really wanted to thank you, Jorge, for inviting me to your podcast. For me, it's such an honor just to, just for you asking me. Thank you no, so much. That's, it's really nice that you came and you shared a little bit about your culture. It's the, what I want to do with the podcast is just share stories to show people that we are more, that there's more that unites us than what separates us, right? I can get quite cliche about it, but humans, we're humans and there's beautiful things all around this world. If only we open our eyes and see it. So thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to meeting you in real life. We're on the opposite side of the country, but it would be cool to have you (laughs) on this side as well. Yeah. Whenever you came to Berlin, just make, let me know and we'll have a drink. Perfect, perfect. This was one of my favorite interviews for sure. Mariana's positivity and energy are contagious. Mexican people are some of my favorite in the entire world. Question for you. What's your favorite Mexican dish? If you don't have one, then I recommend you go out and try it. Just be aware that it might be a little spicy. If you enjoyed this episode, share my podcast with one of your friends today. If you want to support the podcast, consider leaving a tip. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.